Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Daniel chapter 2, the Bible tells us a very interesting story there of a very interesting king. Bible says, reading from verse number one, it says, In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magician, the enchanter, the sorcerers, and the astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. And they came in and stood before the king. He said to them, I've had a dream that troubled me and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king, May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. And this guy had a different idea. The king replied to the astrologers. He said, this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will cut you into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubbles. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. What a great motivation. <laughs> That's a great motivation. You are the one who sleep. And you are not asking me to come and tell you what you were dreaming when you were sleeping. <laughs> the guy, you know, is a very interesting character. And, uh, you know, very, very interesting human being. Uh, you are the one who slept and you are telling me to come and tell you what you were dreaming when you were sleeping. I'm not psychic. Well, <laughs> evidently, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar was a very interesting guy. He just said, no, you are not going to fool me. You won't give me all this, your cock and bull uh, story about interpretation. You are going to tell me what I dream so that I can believe your interpretation. And those guys said, huh, okay, what did they do or no good? Well, that's a story for another day. But the point is that what we see from this verse of the scripture is number one, a restless king. We see a restless king. The Bible said that this man had a dream. He was troubled and he could not sleep. Number two, we see unusual demand of a troubled king. A very, very unusual demand. You are asking people to tell you what you dreamed about. When they did not connect a video camera to your heart to see what you were dreaming. So, you say, tell me what I dreamed. You had this unusual demand from a troubled king. Number three, we see the desperate appeal of a helpless astrologer. Because these guys, the guy gave them a good motivation. I say, my friend, you don't tell me what I have. You have two options. I chop you to pieces or I give you honor. We better pick what you want. So there was a desperate appeal. These guys were saying, hey, if you read down in Daniel chapter 2, to, you know, in the middle of the chapter, the Bible says that this guy said, nobody can tell you this thing. Only a God can tell you what you are dreaming. And we are not gods. We are astrologers. We are magicians. So you see the desperate appeal of these of this astrologers telling the guy, oh boy, reconsider. In other words, the astrologers were telling the king, what you are asking us is unreasonable. What you are asking us, nobody can give it to you. But the king insisted. And the king, in order to motivate them, told them, I'm going to execute you. He actually gave the decree. When those people were not able to deliver, he gave the decree. Start cutting them off. 
chopping them into pieces. It was at this stage of that particular saga, at this stage of the story, that a man called Daniel was introduced into the story. The Bible says that Daniel now came into the story in verse number 16. In verse number 16, the Bible says Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king not just the dream, but the interpretation. Daniel made the request. Now Daniel did what most of us will not do. The Bible said that he went into his house and made the decision known to Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companion. In other words, he called his prayer partners and said, you guys come. There's fire on the mountain. Because these guys, they were also part of the wise men of Babylon. They were also going to be chopped to pieces if they did not produce a result. And then in verse number 18, the Bible said that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this particular secret. So that Daniel and his companion might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse number 19, Bible says after they have prayed, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. In other words, the Bible is telling us that, that Daniel, because he was able to pray, Daniel did the impossible by accessing the secret that the king refused to share. Daniel was able to do the impossible by telling the king the dream that, that the king actually had. Number two, the Bible makes us to understand that Daniel not only told the king what he dreamed about, Daniel interpreted the dream. Interpreted the dream and told him, this is the meaning of what you refuse to tell me. And then because Daniel was able to tell the king his dream, because Daniel was able to interpret the dream for the king, the Bible says that Daniel, his friends, and the remaining astrologers that have not been yonkered, those ones, everybody was delivered. So because Daniel was able to access the secrets and tell the king, Daniel delivered those of them who were condemned. And not only that, Daniel, because he was able to tell the dream, access the secret, tell the dream, Bible tells us that Daniel earned the respect and the honor of the king. If you look at verse number 46, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel. There was a guy who was going to chop them to pieces. The Bible says he fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. In other words, he turned Daniel into a god. Because he saw that this, the only way you can have access this information is when you have the secrets of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar recognizes and honored Daniel. And then most importantly, it changed because Daniel was able to access the secrets. Daniel was able to see the things that Nebuchadnezzar refused to share. Because Daniel was able to access that secret, the Bible tells us that Daniel changed his level. The level of Daniel was changed. Look at verse number 48 of Daniel chapter 2. The Bible says, then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him rulers over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all the wise men. Why? Because he was able to access what was not possible, what was not available to the ordinary people. The question is, how did Daniel pull it off? How did he pull it off? How did Daniel know the information that only the king had access to? How did Daniel change the level of his command in the land of Babylon under the king Nebuchadnezzar? Let's go back to verse number 17 of Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, reading from verse number 17. The Bible says, Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Ananiah, Meshel, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercies from the Lord God of heaven concerning this mystery. 
so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then verse number 19. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. In other words, the Bible tells us that Daniel accessed the deep secret that Nebuchadnezzar refused to share. The deep secret that Nebuchadnezzar refused to share. The Bible says that Daniel asked, knew the information only through the power of divine revelation. Because the Lord gave him access to the secret things. Daniel knew the information that only the king had access to. Through the power of divine revelation. In other words, divine revelation gave Daniel access to the deep secrets that were not available to everybody. Divine revelation gave Daniel an understanding of what was unknown. What everybody could not fathom, what everybody could not access, what everybody did not know because Daniel had access to heaven, because Daniel had access to the revelation of heaven, he was able to get an understanding of the unknown. Because of divine revelation, Daniel was delivered from the evil that was purposed for him. The evil that was supposed to come upon him. The evil that was supposed to upon all the astrologers. Daniel was able to avert that evil because he had access to divine revelation. And not only that, Daniel was able to get honor and respect because what? He had access to the secrets that God made available to him. And finally, Daniel changed his level of command. He changed his authority. He changed his level of influence because he had access to divine revelation. In other words, the power of divine revelation opened the door for Daniel into places that he could not even get to. The power of divine revelation opened the doors for Daniel to change his level of command. And that's why the Bible tells us the book of Deuteronomy 29.29. Deuteronomy 29.29. It said, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. That we may do the works of the law. The secret things belong to the Lord, to the Lord our God. But the things which are revealed belong unto us and our children forever, that we may do the works of the law. In other words, my brothers and sisters, if you are going to change your level of command in life, if you are going to move from where you are to where you need to be, if you are going to get to that particular place that you are dreaming and aspiring for, if you are going to move up the ladder of life, the ladder of success, the ladder of power, the ladder of influence, you need divine revelation for your life. You need divine revelation. Now, what does it mean? What, you know, when we talk about revelation, what are we talking about? Revelation is the disclosure of a previously unknown information or facts. When you don't know something and somebody exposes you to it, that is called revelation. The disclosure of a previously unknown fact or information. That's what revelation is. So when we talk about divine revelation, we are talking about the disclosure of a previously unknown divine or spiritual truth. There's a spiritual truth that you may not be familiar with. When you talk about revelation, that is exposure to that spiritual truth that you have not been familiar with. There are people who have heard so many things, but they are not familiar with the way those particular things operate. That when you get, when you now get an understanding of that particular spiritual truth, that is what is called revelation. It is also spiritual revelation, a divine revelation is also gaining a new insight, a new knowledge, a new understanding 
of the divine truth that you probably knew before, but you did not fully understand. There were things that you probably had before. Things that you have heard before in scripture. Many of us have heard tons of messages. But some of those messages that we heard, you probably did not fully understand. The day will come when you now understand that message. Ah, so this is what it means. That is what is referred to as revelation. The gaining of a new insight to a previously known truth that was not fully understood. So when you don't understand it, and now you now get a better understanding through the exposure to the word, that is what revelation is. Light shines upon that particular word and it gives you insight. Illumination comes in and you begin to understand it. So what is the purpose of revelation? Why does God give you that kind of revelation? Why does God open your eyes? Why does God show us secret things? God gives us revelation, number one, for the purpose of information. The Bible says, The secret things of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he showed them his covenant. So the Lord Almighty gives you revelation for the purpose of information. You need to know these things. Number two, God gives you revelation for the purpose of instruction. The Bible makes us to understand that when the Lord Almighty was talking, Matthew chapter 2, in verse number 13, when Jesus as a baby was in danger, the Lord gave Joseph a revelation and told him, you are taught your baby is in danger of being killed from Herod. He gave him instruction, take this baby and go to Egypt. So God gives us revelation, number one, for purpose of information, number two, for the purpose of instruction, number three, for the purpose of transformation. God gives us revelation for the purpose of transformation. When Paul the Apostle wanted to go and preach and convert the Gentiles in Galatia, he said, I went up by revelation. In other words, I did not just go to Galatia to go and preach. I went there for, by revelation. Transformation happens. God gives you revelation to be able to transform your life. Not only that, God gives you revelation to be able to release you from bondage and to unleash you into your destiny. John chapter 8 verse 32, the Bible says, You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When the Lord opens your eyes to see something, that revelation opens your eyes, it frees you from the ignorance that has held you in the same place. It frees you from the, from the way the enemy has been cheating you and gives you the opportunity to unleash your potentials to begin to do great things. So God gives you revelation for the purpose of releasing you and to unleash your potential. Number five, God gives you revelation for the purpose of warning. The purpose of warning. He opens your eyes to tell you there's a danger ahead. There's a problem that is about to happen. So he opens your eyes to see it. He shows you some of the things that you do not know. So that he can give you warning as to what is coming up. The Lord also gives us divine revelation for the purpose of preparation. This is what is happening. This is what's about to happen. The Bible makes us to understand that God gave Pharaoh a revelation of the famine that was about to hit his country. Seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. The Lord gave him that revelation so that they can prepare. Joseph understood it and Joseph was able to prepare Egypt to take advantage of the years of plenty. And then finally, the Lord gives you revelation for the purpose of encouragement. To tell you that your situation is not going to be like this forever. To tell you that things will get better. That situations will change. That your blessings will come. That the promise will be fulfilled. That whatever he has said to you will come to fulfillment. God gives us revelation for the purpose also of encouragement. So these are some of the reasons why God gives us revelation. And I want you to please understand that when there is no revelation in your life... When you cannot see what God is showing you. When you do not have an understanding of what God is about to do and is going to do in your life. Uh, a lot of funky, funky things happen in that life. 
A lot of terrible things also happen in the family and in the society where the voice of God is not heard. First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 3, reading from verse number 1, the Bible gives us an example of what happens to an individual, to a family, to a nation or a society where the word of God is very, very scarce. First Samuel chapter 3, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of God was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, that, and before the Lamb of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the Ark of Covenant was, and while Samuel was lying down. This is a very bleak picture of what happens when there is no revelation. From this passage of the scripture, the first thing you will see when there is no revelation, is that ignorance will prevail. The Bible says in those days when the word of God was rare, when there is no instruction from heaven, when there is no revelation from heaven, people walk in darkness. They have no clue what to do. There was a time before the Bible was translated into a common language for everyone to understand. Those days were referred to in the annals of the world as the dark ages. Why? Is it because there was no sun? No. People were ignorant. That's why it's called the dark ages. When the revelation of God is absent in the life of an individual, when the revelation of God is absent in the life of a family, when it is absent in a society or in a church, what you will find is that ignorance and darkness will prevail in that particular environment. Number two, from that verse of the scripture, when there is no revelation of the divine, in the midst of the people of God, dreams and visions will die. Look at verse number two. Bible says, and it came to pass when Eli was lying down in his place and his eyes had begun to grow dim so that he could no longer see. When there is no revelation, you can't see what the future holds. When there is no revelation, you don't understand what your tomorrow looks like. And when there is no tomorrow, you have no vision. When there is no vision, hope becomes hopeless. Number three, when there is no divine revelation, the presence and the power of the Almighty God is, is, is absent. You don't see the presence of the Almighty God. You don't feel the power of the Almighty God anymore. God is no longer moving in the midst of his people. The Bible says that the Lamb of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the Ark of God was. The Ark of God in the days of Israel was the, was the symbol of the presence of the Almighty God. And the Lord gave Moses a very clear instruction. He said that that particular Lamb must never go out. But what happened when the revelation was missing? The lamp that was supposed to be in the presence of the ark all the time, that lamp went out. And that's what happens when there is no revelation of the divine. And then finally, when there is no revelation of the divine, potential lives, potential lie dormant and wasted. Look at verse number 3. The Bible said the lamp of the Lord went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was while Samuel was lying down. There was a man somewhere who became the great prophet of the land of Israel. But at that point in time, Samuel was just lying down doing nothing. Why? Because there was no revelation to show him what he was supposed to do. He had no understanding of what his tomorrow was going to look like. He had no understanding of what God had purposed for him. When there is no divine revelation, potentials will lie dormant and potentials will be wasted. And then finally, advancement and progress will be stalled. When there is no divine revelation. People get stuck on the same level where they don't know what God is showing them. 
People become stuck with no changes in their lives when they have no vision of what tomorrow looks like. That is what happens to a life, to a family, to a community when that particular community or that individual have no revelation of the word of God. The question then is why? Why is divine revelation so important in the changing of your level, in the changing of my level? Why is it so important? Why is divine revelation important in the changing of our level? Number one, divine revelation is important for the change of our level because divine revelation creates information. Revelation informs and creates something new in your life. When the Lord opens your eyes and you are able to see and you receive instruction from heaven, you begin to see what is possible. You are informed as to what you can do. What does it do? It empowers you to produce results. When you are able to see where God is taking you, it changes everything. When you are able to see what God can do with you, it gives you the power to be able to create what is missing in your life. Number two, divine revelation is very important because it energizes and it illuminates you. It gives you ideas. It opens the door. It shines light on the path that you are following. It gives you clear direction. It gives you the motivation to be able to accomplish a lot of things. Number three, divine revelation is important because it impacts and empowers the way we react to the word of God. When you see what the word of God is able to do, when God opens your eyes to see what he can do with you or where he is taking you, what it does is that it impacts the way you react. It impacts the way you respond to the word of God. It empowers you to be able to trust the word of God and to move on the word of God. And then finally, divine revelation is important because it unveils and it transforms our understanding. When all of a sudden you just have, you have this realization that you can get something, that you can do something. That God can accomplish something through you. What it does is that it changes, it transforms you. It unveils the power that is within you. It transforms your life, causes you to move in a completely different direction. And that is why I want you to understand very, very clearly that your level of command is a function of your level of divine revelation. How much control you have in this life is a function of the level of the revelation of God that you have. Which means that the more divine revelation you have access to, the higher your level of command. That's what it simply means. The more of God that you can hear, the more of the things of God that you can understand, the more of the presence of God that you can feel, the higher you go. And we can see this thing validated in scripture. Scripture testifies to Israel. And that's why you see that Joseph went higher. Joseph's high level of access to divine revelation took him from the prison to the palace. It was not because Joseph was anything. It was because Joseph was able to interpret what any other person could not interpret. The same thing for Daniel. Daniel changed his level because he had access to a higher level of divine revelation. Job was the richest man of his own days because he had access to a high level of divine revelation. Paul became the greatest missionary of the Christian era because of his high level of access to divine revelation. Your level of access to divine revelation determines your level of command. What you can control. The level of authority. The level of influence that you will have is a function of how much the Lord opens your eyes to see. The more you see, the more power you get. The more information that God entrusted to you the more control you have. The question then is, how do you access the revelation that will change the level of your command? How do you access that information? Number one, you access that information through immersing yourself 
in the word of God. You have to immerse yourself in the word of God because that is where the power, that is where the instruction, that is where the secrets, they lie there. And that's what the Lord Almighty told Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he said, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you shall observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then shall you make your way prosperous and have good success. You cannot change your level unless you immerse yourself in the word of God. Number two, you access the level changing revelation through intimacy with the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God that knows the mind of God. When you have relationship with the spirit of God, when you have intimacy with the spirit of God, he gives you access to the mind of God. When you have access to the mind of God, divine revelations becomes easy. God is able to speak to you. You are able to understand what he's saying. Number three, you access level-changing revelation when you spend time at his altar. Bible tells us about Daniel. When Daniel knew that he needed to get access to divine, to the secrets that was in the heart of Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says he called his prayer partners. They went in and they prayed. And it was when they prayed that the heavens opened and the secret was given unto them. For you to access the level changing revelation, you need to spend time at this altar. And that is why we said every Wednesday, let us pray and fast. That is why we said that every weekend we have a time of night vigil. That's why we say at the last full week of every month, we spend three days in the presence of the Almighty God. That is why we start every service with open heaven. That is why we take time to pray over every issue that is in Allah. The reason is because we believe that the only way you can access the level changing revelation that will take you to the next level is by spending time at the altar. And then not only that, you access level changing revelation through obedience to his leading. When the Lord gives you instruction, you follow. When the Lord tells you X, Y, Z, you follow. Because if you don't follow the instruction, God is a very interesting God. He will not give you new instruction until you have obeyed the last one. So, you access level changing revelation through obedience to his leading. And then most importantly, you access level changing revelation through ministering to the Almighty God. You may ask, what does that mean? Ministering to the Almighty God. Most of the time when we pray, we are ministering to ourselves. But when you minister to the Almighty God, is when you are singing praises unto Him. For those of us who have joined our prayer time, most of our time, 50% of our time is you are blessing the name of the Almighty God. Why do you do that? Psalm 22 verse 3 tells us, He said, Thou art holy, O thou that inhabit the praises of Israel. In other words, the Lord God Almighty comes down when you begin to praise Him. The presence of the Almighty God falls heavily on the altar of praise. So when you want to minister to God and you want to cause the heavens to open over your life, you minister to God in worship. And that's why the Bible says that the throne of the Almighty God is surrounded by what? Surrounded by praise. Heavenly praises that you have never heard before. And the only way you can access that particular throne of grace, the only way you can access His presence, that's why the Bible says enter His presence with thanksgiving, come into His courts with praise. So that you can open the windows of heaven over your life. You access level changing revelation by ministering to God in worship. You try it. Just begin to praise the name of the Almighty God. And as you begin to praise the name of the Almighty God, the atmosphere changes. And as the atmosphere changes, if you are sensitive to the Spirit, your eyes will open. 
Your ears will open. Your spirit becomes in tune with the spirit of the Almighty God. And it begins to drop ideas. Begins to drop instruction. Begins to drop secrets into your heart. That is how you access the level changing revelation. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.